0: Good evening and welcome to the Living Fearless Devotional. Did I sound like Tucker Carlson? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you know that we have this uh, website that people can go to. You know what it's called?
1: ResurrectMinistry.com. What can, can they find? All oh. of our content. <laughs> I have this really bad frog in my throat. Sorry, it just comes up every now and then like I have emphysema <laughs> or something. But yes. It'll deepen your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And actually, people ask me all the time, what made you start the ministry? And I was like, I wanted people to meet Jesus in the same way that I did. Have an opportunity to meet him wherever you are. Jesus will meet you where you are. Uh, And there's books to read. There's Bible resources, worship bands, um, all of Andy and I's podcasts, articles in the Christian Post that I've written. You could drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. We read all those comments directly. And if you care to partner with us, if this ministry blesses you in any way, uh, please just click the donate now button.
0: Is your interview with uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs on there?
1: Of course, in the media section.
0: Is your uh, documentary done that was done by the 700 Club on there?
1: It is. Absolutely.
0: Is there anything about me on there?
1: Yes. (laughs) keep telling you to drop the content. It needs a profile of Andy. I should
0: drop the content, send the picture yes, to the yes, IT yes. guys. I was, just, I was just thinking about today. Um, we had a little bit of a meeting with yes. some uh, uh, men and one woman. Yes. In addition to you. So there's two of them in there. Um, from a, an organization where we're, you're going to be speaking at.
1: Yes. Jog. Just ordinary guys.
0: Jog. Just, <laughs> I love that name. Right? <laughs> um, And uh, it was it was an awesome time we, we get to uh you got interviewed by these men yes yeah, to make sure
1: i passed the muster i was like well what would you do if i did it like what if i just fumbled all over myself and i couldn't speak and they would have been like well we would have told you thanks but we you need to make other plans for next week <laughs> i was like oh no have you ever done that i said no <laughs>
0: so i was laughing that little comment that i made was because i threw in there i go i was ranked number two in the in california in pole vaulting
2: <laughs> i love that pole vaulting story it is not
0: true. you're talking about being you know meeting five presidents that's what made it so funny to me i thought i was hilarious but you're talking about meeting presidents and leaders of the world and and, and being trapped in a, a, a trunk in syria gunfire and i go i was ranked number two in pole vaulting <laughs> in high school it's a great story <laughs> oh, let's see who's commenting we got carrie news
1: hi carrie
0: and we have cindy
1: Cindy sent us a wonderful clip. I have to play it for you. She sent it while uh, I was out today. Oh. Of her testimony, it was oh. awesome.
0: Yeah, I got to see that. Yeah. All right, we're going to be reading from Charles Spurgeon, morning by morning, and uh, it's a doozy. I uh, we had a little prayer before we started, but it it, uh, it got me a little choked up, and then we go right into this devotional, and it it nearly it nearly floored me <laughs> uh, because it uh, spoke. <laughs> I'll try not to repeat my stories that I've repeated so often, but this this is everybody'll know this speaks the, to you. This, this this is all about me. Uh and it's so funny that it's in March, my birthday month. Oh
1: no, your birthday's
0: coming close. It, close. It started on the first.
1: You may be traveling on your birthday. Yeah,
0: that's true. All right. So let's get to uh, Charles Spurgeon. Morning, my morning. For March 6th, the reference is John 3 7. And uh, this portion of that, uh, that verse says, you must be born again. Yes. Charles Spurgeon says, regeneration is the subject forming the very foundation of salvation. Thus, we should be very diligent to know for sure we truly have been born again. For there are many people who think they have been born again when they have not. Yikes. Calling yourself a Christian doesn't give you the nature of a Christian. Boy, do I know that. And being born in a so-called Christian country doesn't mean a thing. Even being recognized by others as professing the Christian faith is of no value whatsoever unless something is added to it, the experience of having been born again. And this term, born again, is something so mysterious that human words cannot describe it. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit.
1: Jesus' words to Nicodemus.
0: Nevertheless, it is a change that is known and felt, known by the works of holiness it produces, and felt through the awesome experience of grace. This great work of regeneration is supernatural, not something people can produce themselves. It is a new truth infused into a heart, which renews the soul and affects the entire person. It is not a name change, but a renewing of my nature so that I am not who I used to be, but instead have become a new person in Christ Jesus. To wash, embalm, and dress a corpse for burial is a far different thing than actually making it come alive. Man can do the former, but only God can do the latter. Thus, if you have been born again, your acknowledgement will be, O Lord Jesus, the everlasting Father, you are my spiritual parent. Unless your spirit had breathed the breath of a new holy and spiritual life into me, I would still be dead in my transgressions and, and sins to this day. My heavenly life has been derived wholly from you. And to you only do I attribute it. My life is now hidden with Christ in God. For I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. May the Lord enable us to have peaceful assurance on this vital subject of being born again. For to be unregenerate is to be unsaved, unforgiven, without hope and without God.
1: Full stop. Ah. drop.
0: Woe. Wow, I
1: love the use of the word regeneration. Yes, because when I think about uh, <laughs> they, they uh, my instructions for this jog presentation was to stick purely to my testimony. It's not a sermon or a teaching; it's a testimony. And I have just been meditating on what, how do I describe this story to explain that I spent twenty two years in religion desperately trying to fix the things that were broken and achieved absolutely nothing, and then come to Christ. And it's a regeneration that is supernatural. It is, Mm -hmm. it is something I was unable in 48 years to accomplish on my own. As hard as I tried, I could not accomplish the things that Christ has done in me in four years that I couldn't accomplish in 58. Wow. Wow. And that is truly a supernatural regeneration. It is, and I and I tell people um, that the vision that the Lord gave me for those of you that are of the same generation as us, the vision that the Lord gave me was of like the bionic man that <laughs> en- entry into the the TV show, yeah. where it was like he was on the operating table and they were literally removing parts of his bone and his body and putting metal parts in. And that's what the Lord's like. He's like, I'm a- entirely rebuilding you from scratch, and it's literally what it has felt like. It's this, it's this regeneration of every cell, every thought, every action by that wind of the Spirit. Mm. Wow! Amazing.
0: So. I've often talked about the 20 some odd years of <clears throat> calling myself a Christian and walking around a Christian church and, and leading, uh, you know, studies and, and
1: professing the Christian faith in men's
0: barbecues. Um, and so you all know that story, at least those of you who've been listening for a long period of time. Uh, and there, and for those of you who have not, uh, at some point I will go through it all over again, but I want to get to this one point that I think is, is more important, at least for, for me. (laughs) And that is that I I had, I had so much, so many ups and downs. I even had a, a modest bit of wealth where we, I had as many cars as I needed and even had some toys and trailers and, and even had boats in the family and all that kind of stuff. Um, money in the bank. Um, and then, and then I, I had no happiness. I was chasing happiness, yes, but had no happiness. Yes. And then in my, and then it got all taken away. And I felt the same, I was unhappy. <laughs> <You're still happy. laughs> it, it was all the course. same, but this, the, the, the money, the uh, the ability to do whatever I want to do, but the ability that I was traveling all over the world and none of it was satisfying. I know people will say that are poor. and say, like, well, at least you got to do that. And there was some, no, it, it was, it was disastrous when I looked back and it was almost living in, in black and white, as opposed to living in color. There was some haze in there. There's some loss of memory. I hear you, bro. <laughs> right? I did and the then, exact
1: same thing on the other side of the country, the, and, up the street.
0: Yeah, and then I repent. I ask for forgiveness. I go to this event. Jesus appears to me because he says, I've been waiting for you to, I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for that moment of you to come to the realization that I am life that you needed to to acknowledge that and to understand what I've been preparing you for. And then, uh, um, what is it called in a, in a movie where the, where the colors are super, super brilliant? There's a name for it that they give you before a movie. The, the sound is stereo and the sound in the, in the, in the picture is just so beautiful that it, it all changed. It was just like this rippling of the, of the, of the nice. almost like the Wizard of Oz when it goes from black and white to color and back then given the, some of the things that we're going through now i mean we've had some very interesting things happening with our kids the d- bad decisions that they've been making and and poor uh, grades in some of their uh, classes and them just going i don't i don't know why i can't get this and so there's just a lot of turmoil but how we would have handled it pre jesus would have been it, I know for sure my my position uh, that I would have taken would have been of one of a little bit of rage That's and nice. anger and grabbing them by the by the throat <laughs> <laughs> but going to god being the first thing that we do yes. is spectacular i mean it, it, as as a christian for 25 years i not, i would not have gone to jesus christ as a religious christian I would not have gone That's to sense, God. I would have gone to Andy and force <laughs> and yelling and screaming and, 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 and nonsense. Yep. But there's some comfort in having Jesus Christ, having God to go to in these situations where we need him, That we don't have, we don't have any other choice. We don't have any other, there's nowhere else to go. Yes. But, but, but God for, for discernment, for, um, uh, you know, the guidance is, has, how do we talk to the children, the decisions we make, how we deal with the other people that are involved, the principals or vice principals or the teachers themselves all has to come from a place of, of the Holy spirit.
1: Yeah. it was interesting. I went to um, a therapy session with my daughter today and listening to me, the the therapist said, why you try so hard? And I was like, what do you mean? Why do I try so hard? That, like, sounds, that sounds
0: weird. That was just, well, because said it again.
1: I think it's a, it's a, it's a cultural thing. You're just supposed to, you know, well, just let them, just let them do it, you know, and then you'll just have to pick up the pieces later or just move on. And, and um, I, I didn't know how to articulate. I couldn't, I couldn't think of exactly how to articulate that. At, that, at this age, at 16, I can't do that. I can't, I can't give up. Um, and I don't think, I don't think um, a Christ-centered approach to your children is you just give up, you know, especially when they're minors. Right. Um, but it was just an interesting thought is that, I mean, it is important for them to want it for themselves, but I just think that there's still plenty of room for love and consoling and um just advocating advocating for the child and telling them how much you love them and how much god loves them and um i don't know being a source of strength for them
0: and i I don't want to sound like i is just as coming to me about our kids i i I had talked about this on another live show that i had done but this goes for every difficulty that you have in business, in a marriage, in a in a friend a friend relationship, in in driving your car and getting cut off. That going to Jesus for your response to these things that are happening, hey. it can be very, very difficult today. Uh, oh my gosh, today I had a, a conversation with a potential client. Um, oh no, he was a client, right? He had paid.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He yeah, he'd already paid, um,
0: and it's not a small amount of money. And so I just—that's important to understand. It's not like he paid me ten bucks to take a look at something. He they invested a, a fairly significant amount of money for my opinion on something, and I'm approaching it from my expertise. My expertise was not jiving with what he wanted to hear, because he was coming from his expertise as an attorney. Right. So he's coming from a legal brief. I'm coming from dog world and I was trying to explain to him about his legal brief from a dog world perspective and he was like going I I, you know I paid you all and he got really heated on the phone I mean I wish you would have been listening you would have like you would have said whoa where did that come from because it was really it was pretty it was pretty significant and I waited for him to finish and I said okay well tell me where it is that you think that I should be and then uh, let me let me again just tell me one more time. Cause I think he'd already told me once, but he told me in legalese and then lawyer talk. And I said, Let's try this again. Tell me again what it is you really want me to address first. And he told me again and I said, Okay. And I and I I followed his direction and then I was able to bring in the dog stuff. Why do I tell you that whole story? It's because there was the moment in time where I felt the Holy Spirit relaxing me and calming me down. Yeah. Because I remember yeah. I'm a cop of 21 years. Okay. I- <laughs> I got six kids. And my response could have been, I'll send you your money back. And I hung up the phone. Um, but um I I could tell that he what what he what he told me before we started that he was in a hurry. He had a short window and he was trying to get to the point very quickly and didn't have time for Andy Andy's story. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> yeah. And I go, Oh, I've seen this. I've seen if I could see your face, I bet you, you have the same look that Hetty gives me. <laughs> But in the end, yeah, in the end, it, he thanked me. I don't think he was a Christian, no. probably not. But I think that what he felt was the presence of God, whether he knew it or not, coming through me. And I'm not giving putting myself on a pedestal. No, I'm the, saying the I, I would the calmness and the, the, the way and the grace <laughs> and the patience that I needed to get through this call, as opposed to an adversary a, a, a position. Um, only is the Holy Spirit. Uh, again, I, I would not have done that. And Andy, <laughs> okay. and Eldandy would not have handled the situation that way. No. Does that make sense? Yeah. And absolutely. so I think if you can apply these principles, there's a huge difference between being born again and being a religious Christian. Right. Two completely different professing
1: things. Professing a Christian faith. That- yes,
0: if you're still in your flesh, there's um uh, a, a huge difference. And I was just getting ready to say, you guys are being awful quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to me rambling on. Uh, Carrie says.
1: My aunt never gave up, Hetty. I was 19 when her love love and prayers became so real. It turned me on a good path. And, you know, um, interestingly enough, this therapist is a Christian. But every naughty Christian child that I have spoken to um, tells me the same thing. That I turned around from a praying mother. I just heard the same thing on Friday. Mm. Um, Nothing beats a praying mom, or for you, in your case, an aunt or just somebody who's loving on you and praying on uh, praying for you. So um, I was actually surprised by that response. But again, that is the secular therap- therapeutic world. Um, and it was interesting, mm. because Zara's response was, I'm doing this for her. I just don't want to see her cry. And, and so the therapist was like, Well, why don't you want to do it for yourself? She's like, I just don't care, but I don't want her to hurt. And, and she looked at me, she's like, Would well, you hear her? And I say, Yeah. So what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was oblivious. I, I still do this. I'm yeah. still contemplating what she meant by that. Like, I don't understand why that's so wrong. I mean, of course, you want your children to be good for themselves and to want good things for themselves. But until they get there, if they do good things because they love you, what's wrong isn't our whole life about that yes. don't we do that for our spouses don't we do that for our relatives don't we do that for our friends things we don't want to do but we do because we love
0: people i so badly want to use a dog analogy <laughs> please <laughs> well that is exactly i mean when you told me that i i, I thought the same thing i go and, yeah I mean, that, I mean that's the whole do- children like dogs just grow up with this desire to want what they want and have what they want. And they'll lie about just, just, if they can get it, they'll lie to get it. They'll bite to get it. They'll kick you to get it. Right. At some point you want them, Hey, learn, don't, I'm telling you not to do that. And they do it because I told them, I, if you don't do it, then you're going to be punished. And so they're doing it for us always. So in a, in a dog, if we have a, a consistent way of, teaching our dogs and training our dogs and maintaining the relationship between our dogs in the beginning, of course they do it for us. They do it for food. They do it for a toy and they do it for us, right? They're they're always doing it for something so that it will develop into a habit of being good.
1: Amen. Knowing the difference between wrong and right. Good dog
0: analogy. Orale.
1: You do it long enough for whatever kind of carnal motive until it becomes a habit or God willing, because they receive the Holy Spirit and do it right. For that supernatural regeneration. But until that point, (laughs) what's wrong with creating good habits?
0: Because at at some point we do it for God. Right. We always have to do it for something.
1: Right? Even now, even as Christians, how many things do we do? Like today, you're like, I could have easily given that dude his money back and just hung up on him and be like, go find someone else. Yeah.
0: There is nobody else. You
1: know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which he's already done. He's he already me, looked
0: yeah, everywhere. Else. He asked me, he goes, do you know anybody in my area? I go, I know lots of people. that They're not going to talk to you. <laughs> right? And they don't have the 40 years of experience that I have on top of it all. So, yeah. uh,
1: Thank you, ladies, for agreeing that we don't give up on our children. I was a little like...
0: Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to, to throw in that it, this goes for everything. I, I could talk about the same thing with you and I. As we've developed so, our relationship, like, yeah. it's so clearly grown through
1: and you do it Christ things you don't want to do you do because you love the other person yes you're like I will sacrifice what my needs and wants are in this moment because for my spouse this is important to them
0: yep absolutely
1: yeah I didn't get the question I don't understand
0: yeah I'm really angry now I'm gonna go yell at her I'm gonna throw I'm gonna go back to I think she was
1: trying to shock Zara into wanting it for herself and so I guess that's part of the, you know, the desire for mm. the therapist is for the child to actually mature and grow, which is my desire too. But um, my point was just until you can get there, um, what's wrong with doing it out of love?
0: Not a darn thing. I almost said something <laughs> I'd else. I'd
1: like to think so.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, I mean, you're you... <laughs>
1: saying, let's break through the <laughs> Honestly, honestly. And she's touted all over the city as a, like a really prominent Christian therapist. So I'm, I and, was a little surprised. And
0: we would love if you're watching live or if you're watching uh, the replay, if you uh, can understand what the therapist was, the, the point that the therapist was coming from, please let us know. I, I, I only think maybe what you were saying before is that maybe she was saying that to you in order to affect Zara somehow. Because yeah, I don't understand, Cindy.
1: Um, Cindy, it's okay for your children to care and love you. That dog training is the same as people training for real. (laughs) It's behavior analysis and Jesus stuff put together.
0: (laughs) And it's the reason why we need Jesus in schools. We need Jesus uh, in business. Is that that is again? It's the it's the reason that people will behave.
1: Well, and you said that even as a Catholic kid, you didn't have this like overwhelming love for God, but the whole process of sin and confession, mm. um, yeah. you didn't want to go through it. You like, yeah. you didn't sin. You didn't do things bad because you didn't want to go to that priest and have to confess it. Right. You know, you believed enough that it was like, oh no, I'm going to have to do this. I don't want to do it.
0: Absolutely. And therefore I'm not going to sin. You got to go in that little box and he pulls open that little door e- and <laughs> And he's got his old face, you know. He always have, they have to sit so you see their face. <laughs> and they pretend like I don't know who you are. I know who you are. You work here, I see you all the time. Uh, oh dalle. he's
1: saying the therapist was jumping to the last step. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe you're talking to a 24 year old.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting. Well, we we talked a lot about that. Let's get to uh, some of the scripture that supports everything we said.
1: (laughs) (laughs) John 3, 7, and 8. You should not be surprised at my saying, uh, this is Jesus talking to Nicodemus, who was surprised about having uh, the need to be born again. Is it that we should go back into our mother's womb? And he says, no, Come on. you must be born again. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you can't tell where it's coming from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit.
0: Away with words.
1: Didn't he? <laughs> Ephesians 2.1. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, but then were made alive. Mm-hmm. Colossians 3:3, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. In Galatians 2:20, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And Ephesians 2.12, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. And here he is speaking to the Gentiles, how they get grafted into the community of God by the blood of Christ.
0: some good stuff right there isn't it wow and what jim ryman says um good i was going to say something and then i decided not
1: to <laughs> Some professing <laughs> believers shy away from using the term born again i don't know why but born again christian but as we see today jesus said to nicodemus you must be born again it is impossible to be a christian without being born again jesus who is the incarnate word of god chose his words carefully So it is no mistake he used this particular term. One of the beautiful aspects of the term born again is that it not only relates to our salvation, but that it also relates to the eternal nature of our salvation. Ah, born again. Although a believer still sins and may backslide for a length of time, his salvation can never be taken away. Eternal security. In other words, he may appear to be lost at times, <laughs> but since there is no such thing as reversing the birth process, he can never be unborn. This truth, however, should not be used to change the grace of our God into a license for immorality, but should be an even greater motivation to walk in godliness, godliness and to serve the Lord faithfully.
0: Mm. Pastor Jack Hibbs has been talking a lot about this yes. uh, over the last couple messages um i remember that born again when i was a uh agnostic uh was a was the word pejorative is that yeah yeah it was used as a like oh you're born again Ah, you're one of them you're one of them people yeah and yeah (laughs) and i may have done that myself now that i think about it and now i cannot be any happier to be (laughs) one of those to to be be a born again yeah isn't that strange, you know, thinking about those times and that was actually, dur- she
1: loves that explanation. Uh, Can't be on board.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I was, that was my period of time of being alive was during the Jesus revolution. I was born in 62, grew up in the seventies right. during, and I remember hearing about it on the news and seeing oh. that time magazine. Cause my, my dad had a, um, uh, subscription. subscription to time magazine that would come. And I remember that, that, oh. that, uh, that particular bag, and you were
1: like on the periphery of it.
0: Yes, I was like looking in and going. Ah, maybe. Uh, do you maybe. remember in high school? Yes.
1: And do you remember kids becoming Jesus freaks in high school?
0: um I don't remember any in La Mirada. No? I mean, no, there had to be like, been a couple. We were uh, all Catholics. Everybody went to to Saint Paul the Cross. Everybody that I knew. Oh, uh, it was like the big Latin church. Famous? No, yep. a lot of a lot of whiteies
1: at Catholic, and they were Catholics. Yeah. Right? Interesting.
0: Yeah, it was. I, I don't remember there even being a Christian church. I know there was one, but uh, I, I just know everybody I knew that, that went to like.
1: And that was that neighborhood, so. Yeah.
0: Interesting. We all went there for the fair, and we all. I mean, it was always there was always something happening at Saint Paul the Cross in Um but uh, but I remember hearing about everything that was going on, uh, and not like it was a a, a big thing to me just that i heard it happening sure, and it was happening around us um and then uh you know my dad
1: but you never got into that whole drug lsd wait how no. old were you then i was graduated- 18 in
0: 1980 so i was uh i was going through junior high uh, uh, 76 is when i went, was in an eighth grader
1: okay so you were still young.
0: yeah but like i said i remember As says, you
1: were just a baby
0: Andy. i was just a baby
1: hi hannah good evening good nice evening to hannah. See you.
0: yeah but um but that was my but i think i was mostly my dad talking about the the born-again's and the and hippies and my dad was a bit of a you know uh, gruff. yeah archie archie bunker yeah he <laughs> was an archie bunker he was a mexican archie bunker yes. he, what
1: a cool sitcom that would have made <laughs> Right?
0: Everybody that he that was our neighbors, they he didn't know their names. He just called them by their ethnicity. <laughs> he had the Hawaiians down the street and the Mexicans down the street. And I go, Dad, but you're Mexican. He goes, I know, but I'm not a wetback. That was how my dad talked. I'm 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 Mexican, but I'm but and he would also say, but my mom was Spanish. He would make sure and throw that in there. Oh, right, of course. And then uh and then the Jews <laughs> that he worked for, the Russian Jews that he worked for. Everybody it was it was. Identified the, by yeah, the their, ethnicity. The, yeah, I heard them all, everybody. I won't tell you what he called some of the other people.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, you, but you know what they are. He used them all. Wow. And, uh, but it was not a thing. I mean, you had uh, all in the family that was playing at the time. You had Red Fox was a comedian that talked about these things. You had uh, 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 Don Rickles, famous you know, about yes. talking about people's ethnicity. And that just was the way that it was. And even the Hawaiians would come over and he, he would he would not call them Hawaiians when they were there. he would call them Hawaiians when they when they were there. I know that that, that was a pejorative to him. <laughs> oh, you call them pineapple eaters <laughs> yeah, I mean he, we, I heard it all it was uh,
1: awesome. Saying she got saved in 77 and graduated high school in '76 so mm. she was a flower child Oh, in
0: my sister's room uh, this and uh, she was a
1: Russian Jew. Oh.
0: <laughs> in my sister's room she had the flowers if you ever see the 60s or laughing and those in those flowers that were yeah. stickers they were all over her room so she and she was five years older than me so she was right in the middle of it yeah and i believe actually she became born again now that i'm thinking about it this oh. is all now starting to hit me she started to go to a christian uh church i believe but then went back to catholic Catholicism. Oh, she kind of bounced back and forth, if I'm remembering correctly. But yeah, she was a flower child.
1: That's going nuts. Right so
0: interesting. Oh, this is starting to come back to me now. Thank you for taking me back in time. You love it when I do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> good times. Yeah. Good
0: times. <laughs> 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 um. So I want to go back to this meeting that we had with these men of what they call again jog, just
1: ordinary guys just
0: ordinary guys um there was a pastor there yes and i just and uh, I, I know that he might be watching but i just want to say what's funny is that the the six or seven other men other than the pastor were clearly strong conservatives trump supporters trump supporters
1: this is a specific
0: breed <laughs> but the pastor all be but the like... pastor strangely enough not so much not so much and so we got to share with him why, you know, we, we love Trump and why, you know, the, some of these conspiracy theories are now that are now truths are important to understand. Um, and I, and I think the most important thing is that I got to tell him, but you know what? We love you anyway. We <laughs> love you. And I'm here and I, and, and we appreciate it in the end. He and I spent probably another 15 minutes in the parking lot talking oh, nice. about um my testimony and some of the things he's seen in other countries as far as the denom- de- demonic activity and because uh, he's been to africa and some other place in africa wow. and was able to see that when i was explaining that i saw in salt lake city so that's the interesting thing and so my, my point of bringing that up is that that's the interesting thing is that from this direction towards liberals and and we we can still love them and still talk to them and still hug, but you that the other way doesn't seem to it doesn't come back the other way.
1: Well, for with him, it definitely with him it did. did yes, um, he's a pastor. Yeah, but for, no, for a lot of people, <laughs> they could put aside the differences. It's just now that you know our society's become so fractured mm. and people have become so hostile. But I grew up. I didn't. Didn't you grow up with people? You had a bunch of friends that were liberals. It wasn't until this COVID yeah. thing that people. Oh, we
0: were neighbors. We partied at their house. We spent all kinds all kinds of time yeah. with them, and then suddenly we hated. In DC, hated being around each other
1: in dc we worked together i mean mm. we shared grants together we were on opposite aisles we some of us would go in the administration when it was republican and some would come out and we'd go back in and we we all worked together there was no hostility whatsoever
0: and then on T- tucker carlson tonight if you guys haven't seen it you should watch it they, they show some of the tapes of uh, january 6th that. Uh, clearly showed that there's a different story uh, of what happened there um but the the one thing that is in relationship to this is that he talked about the congressmen um how they're they used to bond together whether they were yes, Democrat or Republican
1: everybody in DC did.
0: and now and now they're turning each other in for stuff that's not even true like lying about Bananas. them yeah it's so crazy that the fracture that we have currently is very very and again, it's, don't. Uh, you know, they've taken Jesus out of our country, truly have decided that it no longer belongs. Uh, we got Shelly, Shelly Davis.
1: I'm trying to parse through this, but um, so she's saying she's from Rockville, Illinois, to pray for Rachel Lewis to heal all the illnesses and diseases, tumors, heal her toes and her feet like a baby in the blood of Jesus Christ.
0: Oh, wow. amen. Amen. She's got a lot going on there, Shelly.
1: I think it's Rachel. Oh. Also pray for Rachel and heal her. Yeah. Yes.
0: Sorry, we're reading the, there's a couple of comments that I'm just trying to read through them too. You are very good. You know what you're very good at? What? Being able to read and listen to other things that are going on at the same time. <laughs> I, I, I I cannot do that. No. No.
1: Oh. Watching a movie with Andy is really a, its an art form because you literally one word. If he misses a single word, he makes us go back yeah. and play it again. Right? Why would you? And if you, God forbid you talk while there's something.
0: No on. talking during movies <laughs> or TV shows.
1: Or even he's watching Tucker. You can't even talk. Right. I gotta I to rewind it. I have to pause it and be like, "Can I ask you a question?" And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> Let me pre Couldn't you? No, yeah.
0: Again. Well, sometimes you stop it in the middle of one of the sentences. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have waited until it got nope. to the, it had to be in the middle of the sentence. I
1: didn't want to lose my train of thought. Then I have to go
0: back to the beginning of the sentence so that now I can hear it in its entirety.
1: Yes.
0: Is this a woman thing? Yeah. I, I need to know we since multitask? we have, we only have women. None of my men have been on lately. Yeah. Um, is this something, is this, there's no mm-hmm. such thing as being able to multitask.
1: Oh, I can do like five things at once. Absolutely.
0: I've never seen anybody that I clearly see you reading something else, and there's something happening, and then you, then you, I, I then I'll ask you a question, and you'll go, "Oh, what they meant was," I go, "How is that possible <laughs> that you were reading, <laughs> and you heard what you can't?" That's impossible. Oh no, it's not. Can you guys do that, Cindy, Carrie, Shelly, <laughs> whoever it's else like is watching? Yeah, Anna, are you able to uh, to be reading? And I see her mouth moving as she's reading slightly, and then she knows actually what was being said in the room. Yes, I, I can't do that.
1: I've learned I, to accept that.
0: I, I'm one of I'm one of those people yeah. that I'm driving, and as I have to now look at street signs, if the radio's playing, I gotta I gotta turn the radio down or turn it off <laughs> to read to read the street signs. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, <laughs>
1: Going out, I thought it was the most preposterous <laughs> thing I'd ever seen. I was like, I don't understand. Can you like tap your head and chew gum? I'm like, yes. This is, uh, this is a coordination
0: problem. Oh <laughs> my gosh! As a police officer, when you get a call and something, I mean, you got to turn everything off so you can concentrate on everything that's happening. No. But yeah, I can't do both at the same time. Everybody turns down their radio when they're looking where they're, you know, when they're getting close to their destination. No. No. <laughs>
1: Said she can multitask. She can, no, I don't believe it. Time. I think it's only Hedia. <laughs> <No>, trust <laughs> me, it's not only me. Uh, okay. well, women are good at multitasking, whatever. Andy. I mean, how else could we be the childbearers? If we could only do one thing, our kids would starve. <laughs> <laughs> would, how would you be able to breastfeed and uh, you know, like still clean the house?
0: You know, it's just it's
1: God built in us the ability to multitask. <sighs>
0: I can do some multitasking, but uh, not for the most part, like when I'm typing, I got I to gotta turn off stuff.
1: But I hear you have it.
0: Every so often, I can do it. Like I said, I don't know. It's weird. It depends on how, if it's really important to me, like typing a lesson for the kids, I, I have to turn off Tucker.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And uh, Otherwise, Jesse Waters. White noise. And and And, uh, and Dan Bongino. Yeah, because uh, I have to. Because I, con- I mean, it's the concentrate. If I'm concentrate, if I have to concentrate, then one of them has to go. <laughs> well, it, Cindy it,
1: has an analysis here. Yes. She's saying you can actually only process one thing at a time. But maybe I'm processing quickly or intermittently, going back and forth. Mm. <laughs> Could very well see. Be.
0: I knew that, Cindy. I love Cindy. <laughs> she makes me I know feel- it's true, Cindy. It is true. I've I've learned. I've I've studied this aspect uh-huh. of, of life. Of Do um, dogs. I have no. I have. <laughs> because i wanted to talk about it there was a speech i gave once and i and i was talking about multitasking for entrepreneurs it was it was it also had to do with sleep and some other stuff and it was one of the things i learned they said no technically you can't but if some people have what cindy had the ability to be able to go back and forth very quickly
1: quite possible i actually cannot do one task at a time i get bored and distracted Mm, so i have to have several tasks going at once I
0: can do, I can put together like a Canva thing and have the radio playing at the same time because I don't have to read. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm mov- sides of the brain. Yeah. I'm moving pictures and dropping, you know, objects into the, into the graph. But when it comes to typing and reading something, I, I can't do it when something's Cindy
1: playing. threw out a big word at us. She said it's neurobiology. Yes. Neurobiology.
0: <laughs> That's what I study. Okay. Studied. I'll take
1: that for now. Yes.
0: Yes, I learned from, I think it was Tony Robbins told me that you can't multitask. Tony well, Robbins knows everything.
1: Yeah, he's definitely a big brain guy. <laughs>
0: uh, what else from our meeting today? Was there anything else that would stuck out with you? I, I just, I love it because there's a, it's a group of men that we've never met before. And they totally, it was a total inter- interview.
1: Oh yeah, no, it was a little, it was a little stressful.
0: Because they were coming like, yeah, there, there were six of them.
1: There were six of them shooting questions at, from every angle. Where did you live? Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Who did you meet? What was the most important conversation? Who didn't you like? You know, who yeah. didn't you meet? Where'd you travel to? It was like, yeah. It was like a hundred miles an hour from all different angles. Did I hold my own? Yes,
0: yes. Yeah, okay. You know, my favorite guy was the guy that was. He's uh, he was had his really high pitch laugh. He
1: <laughs> and he
0: would go who, who who did you meet that was famous. <laughs> You really want to know who you met that was famous. Oh, you met him. Oh, <laughs> you and I have no, we have no interest in famous people. Really? We don't, it doesn't like, no. yeah, you know, <laughs> it doesn't, um, yeah, it, it doesn't affect me at all. I always say the only people I really wanted to ever meet with Ronald Reagan, I probably would have got a little, uh, teary eyed or, you know, a little bit nervous, uh, Ronald Reagan. And, um, Winston Churchill I would have loved to have met and Orson Wells oh I know okay. and Houdini those and, are those are the ones that I think that would if they were alive I would well, have gotten little yeah him. no for sure but I won't be choked up then because we'll be the same yeah yeah'll we'll be that big of a deal cool to meet him. but no I've met some pretty famous people and I just really don't um it, it's not like uh you know some people get a little cuckoo yeah I think he would get a little cuckoo if he met <laughs> president Trump like you got to meet him a couple times <laughs> <laughs> Whether you told him you met Donald Trump, you go, oh, You met Donald Trump. He was so excited. <laughs> and then you said, Yeah, he yelled at me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was scary. I mean, this the, the thing is, I don't even know how to explain it, but mm-hmm. like um when they say deep state, it is like um DC is like the old, like the old movies you see of the eighteen hundreds, were mm-hmm. about the people with the big hats and the dresses, and and everybody's polite, and there was a decorum to DC, mm-hmm. you know. So once you had made it, once you were made, um, <laughs> it, it was like there was this aura of respect, and there was an intellectual respect, and there was a professional respect, and when Trump came, he blew all of that out of the water. And a lot of us were just like offended at first. You're like, yeah. oh my God, what are you doing? Like, there is a way of doing things around here. You know, like I get you're a billionaire, but you're really disruptive, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just, it it was just, it was, yeah. it was offensive. It was offensive to the airs and graces of DC wheat, mm. And some people just, they just were not going to have it. And I think that that's just indicative of what happened after that, you know. Yeah. Um. In in my case, in particular, the surrogate that I was working for, um, the general at the time that was chief of staff, we had heard a conversation that he had said to a staffer. He said, "Over my dead body would I allow that lunatic into this White House." (laughs) you know like, <laughs> it's
0: just But they were like, calling uh, them stuff that they didn't have any basis for doing it.
1: I mean they were just like no, he's yeah. just, no, he's just crazy. I want nothing to do with him. He is not coming in this uh, building. You know, it was just based on personalities. It was like you are you outside have a business
0: owner in a place that is full of nonsense. <laughs>
1: That's the thing. It was like, there is a way we do things around here. We all get paid. We all get paid, and we like the way the system works. So please do not disrupt it. And you can't bring all these heathens in from off the street.
0: That know what they're doing.
1: Or maybe they don't. I don't know. But they have no experience with D.C. Yeah. And so it was bringing all of it. It was like the Beverly Hillbillies. You know, they, like, moved into D.C. And they were, like, with all their stuff. And they're, like, oh, okay, we're taking over the town. i will bring this guy from, you know, Michigan and that guy from Wisconsin. And it was just, like, wait, what are you doing? It's not the way we do things around here.
0: We put a guy by, by the name of Boot at Ed Edge into transportation. And he's only ridden a bicycle. That makes total sense. <laughs>
1: See? Different. A whole different disruptiveness.
0: The, the FF, FAA guy that they were trying to push through, he, he asked him all these questions about uh, uh, aviation. He goes, I, I don't know. Wait, you're going to be in charge of the aviation. Right? You probably should know something about aviation.
1: Yeah, Biden swung it the other way.
0: Yeah, so crazy. Uh, I, I met Richard Nixon coming out. I actually had to, to escort him out of a- Anaheim Stadium. He could have been a nicer guy.
1: Oh, yeah. People say nice things. He guys. was
0: super nice. super, And they thanked me and it was very... Very small man. Oh, really? Yeah. Small he was, stature? Yeah, he wasn't that big.
1: Huh. Uh, yeah. Carrie said um, she's met lots of famous people. They put one shoe on at a time just like us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, famous people are well-known ordinary people. <laughs> yeah, some of them are quite obnoxious, though. Yeah. Honestly, quite obnoxious.
0: <sighs> All right. Well, that was fun, Schnugs. That was fun. Yes. Um, just a I love little
1: being... jot and jittle down memory lane.
0: I love being born again, though. Born again, being truly born again is extraordinary, life-changing. It even makes the hard times uh, fun. Yes. (laughs) Livable. (laughs) Livable. There we go. You
1: know, there's just a grace and a joy in life that is uh, inexplicable Mm -hmm. other than a supernatural force.
0: And I know they're hard. It it doesn't mean that they're not, um, you know, trying to say that you know being in pain or being broke isn't isn't challenging but when you have god i mean we talk about this all the time about when you see people in these other countries that are are really poor you know they have to walk so far to get water and walks and don't know where their next meal is coming from and if they have god and they are born again they you see joy in their face they dance and they sing and um it's incredible so Again, I know. It's what is I've had cancer, I've been sicker than a dog in the hospital and I know that it's not it's not uh, fun in that sense, but as, as when you're born again and have Christ, it's uh it's so much different. It's so so different. So awesome. So I love you Schnugs. Thank you. Thank you. I love you too. For uh for being my wife. <laughs>
1: Thank you for being my partner in crime.
0: (laughs) And all of you, thank you for joining us. We love you guys so much. Yes, Um, thank you. Make sure and and find us on the Edify app. How do you spell it?
1: Like, subscribe, hit the bell, get notifications, (laughs) like, subscribe, share.
0: Share, comment. Comment. Go to edify, E-D-I-F-I dot, A-P-P. Go there and subscribe. All right, my friends, we love you guys. Good night. God God bless. bless. Take care.